You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 20th of April, 2023. We are focusing in this episode all on the Reserve Bank. The government has backed all 51 recommendations into a review of the RBA board designed to improve decision-making and its communications. It includes the creation of a separate monetary policy board to consider interest rates and will include more people with economics experience. It'll retain its inflation target setting, meet eight times a year and hold a media conference. The governance board will oversee the day-to-day operations. So for more, I spoke with Warren Hogan. He's an economics advisor at Judo Bank. Warren, first of all, was this review warranted? Well, I think it was. It's been a long time since there's been a formal review of the RBA, uh, 30 years. Um, and, of course, it came at a, in, after a period where the Reserve Bank's performance has been brought into question. So I think this was an important, uh, well, now we know, an important modernisation of the Reserve Bank. Um, and there's going to be substantial changes to the way they operate. And, of course, there's going to be legislative changes Uh, to the Reserve Bank Act. Speaking of those changes, what do you see as a key one? The most important one by far uh, is the establishment of an independent monetary policy board which will be charged with setting interest rates. And this will comprise of economic experts, people who can really challenge the RBA's thinking on the economy and the outlook for the economy and what the right settings are for interest rates. And this is a big change because... The board that now exists, which sets interest rates, is largely made up of eminent Australians, which I think will continue as the governance board and is a totally appropriate. But what we're going to see is some experts coming inside the RBA and challenging their views and hopefully helping to avoid the kind of issues we saw in the pandemic where the RBA seemed to be uh, a little bit out of whack. That's interesting because the RBA governor in the media conference today defended his board, hitting back at those claims that they lacked those expertise to challenge him on the key decisions. What do you think and who do you think should be on this new board? Well, I think it's, it's, it's been borne out. I mean, the first point I'd make is the forward guidance that they wouldn't change rates until 2024. You don't actually even need to be a, an expert professional economist to understand that that kind of communication had a lot of risk attached to it. And and that, that's the sort of thing that these board members should have, should have brought to the table and stopped the RBA from doing. So they sort of failed even at that level. But that being said, the model has actually served Australia very well for a long period of time. But the model puts enormous pressure on the Reserve Bank to constantly be delivering the highest level of analysis and assessment of the Australian economic situation by bringing in other experts who are collaborative, who are working with the RBA, and bearing in mind these are almost part-time jobs that these people will hold, I think it will enhance as long as it's done in a collaborative environment. Now, will these changes work? So the creation of that monetary policy board means Australia's central bank falls into line with that of other major central banks around the world, including the Bank of England. But what remains the same is that inflation targeting um, goal, I guess, at 2 to 3%. That's also something that the Bank of England is targeting, but inflation there is way worse than Australia. So is this the right model? Yeah, look, I think you could point to the fact that the Bank of England has been running this model for over a decade and that their outcomes have not necessarily been any better. And in fact, at the moment, it's very sad what's happening in the UK with persistently high inflation, food inflation of 20%. This is a great pressure being brought to bear. I don't think that's a failure of the structure of their monetary policy 
setting process. I think that's a combination of things. Um, so I don't think we can necessarily point to the international experience as not this not being the right model. Some will argue that the international experience doesn't suggest that the um, the new model will be any better. But the reality is, is that the old model was a little bit uh, non-transparent. It relied very much on the RBA going about its business. What we're really seeing with these reforms, more than anything, is an increase in transparency and, more importantly, accountability. So we're going to be having votes taken, although not attributed. We're going to be having these new independent monetary policy board members provide speeches. And I think that accountability is the big shift here. And hopefully getting the right people in place is critical, but we will get better outcomes or less bad outcomes like we saw in the last few years. Okay, final thing. You're talking to the average person on the street. Um, how do you explain to them why they should care about these changes and how it impacts them? Well, I don't think these changes will be material. I think we're going to continue to see the Reserve Bank do the best by the Australian people in terms of their long-term interest, which will occasionally mean some very tough decisions like we're having to take now to raise interest rates. But ultimately, we're still targeting inflation. They want to keep unemployment as low as possible. So I think for everyday Australians, what we're seeing here today is not going to materially change anything in terms of interest rates or the way our financial system works. Warren Hogan there, the Economic Advisor for Judo Bank and for some diversity of thought, I also spoke with Tim Harcourt, the Chief Economist at the University of Technology in Sydney. Tim, what do you see as the key changes being proposed here? Well, I think the split in the board uh, to make one for monetary policy with monetary economists, specialists, and then to have a regular board that just does corporate governance, internal governance like any company does. The current board has non-monetary experts, right? What's the argument for having that in the first place? We've always thought it's good to have, you know, trade unionists and business people, people that sort of know what's happening on the ground in the economy. So that was the that was the uh, idea, but uh, I guess they must have misfired with the composition of the, the board in recent years. So um, I guess the key question then is who should be on this new monetary policy board? Well, I think you, you know, you need good professional economists with, with that sort of background, but I think you do know you do need people with uh, knowledge of the, the housing market, the labour market, uh, who have a good applied sense of economics. Uh, I wouldn't just put in, you know, eight theorists straight out of MIT. I'd actually like people with good applied knowledge, like we've had in the past with Bob Gregory and Bill Kelty, Trevor Swan, those people of that sort of calibre. So given there were so many changes, 51 recommendations, right, uh, this review, is it a reflection of a poorly operating RBA or just a board that's operating within the parameters it's allowed to? I think probably the latter. I think um, they've just basically done the job that they've been set. Uh, but there hasn't been a review in a long time. So hence the number of recommendations. But will these changes actually make a difference or work? I mean, if it means we become more similar with the Bank of England, for example, one thing that will remain the same is that inflation targeting setting of around 2 to 3%, which the Bank of England also has. But inflation there is way worse than here in Australia. That's a very good point, Ricardo. The Bank of England hasn't really done well with that, with that model, but no central bank around the world has been able to handle this um, high inflation. We hope it's transitory. Uh, but I think what's important too is that the review also says that you balance full employment 
with low inflation. So there's a there's a high employment target too, which was what was always set up in the Reserve Bank Charter. So it's glad that that's in. Any other key points that you saw come out of this report? I think it's interesting that they want a regular press conference from the governor and they're going to appoint a chief RBA communications officer. I, I think the feeling is is that the it's a bit of a closed shop, it's a bit in an internal labour market. They want the RBA explaining what they're doing to the public, uh, not necessarily more frequently, but certainly more comprehensively. So I thought that was pretty interesting that the uh, review made a, a strong point of that. Tim Harcourt there, Chief Economist at the University of Technology, Sydney. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Yeah.